the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon. I'm along with Pastor Ed Brody today. Blaine Nurse won't be here today. He's out of town. So, uh, folks, we're just happy to be here. If this is the first time you have ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women gain control of their lives. You know, tonight's topic is going to be a good one, Ed. It's Serving God Part 2. So I'm really excited about what you bring to the table tonight and what we have. So we'll see what we got it today. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and open up. I'm going to open up in uh, Philippians one uh, sixteen, and I'm going to be reading out of the... New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> I'm a little slow today, so bear with me. Okay, um, and this will be uh, verse 16, chapter 1. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. So that is, you know, so Ed, that's one of the scripture. And then I have also Philippians 2.17 says, But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is to offer, is an offering to God. You know, when I read scriptures like that, Ed, it gives me inspiration to serve God even more, you know, um, especially when I know it's it's an offering to the Lord. Amen. And so I really, this is what tonight's uh, topic will be, is serving God. Um, what do you got on yours over there, on your side? Well, you know, my, uh, my complaint is uh, those that sit in the pews and don't serve. So tonight I want to take a look at a, at a scripture. Uh, in Malachi chapter 3 that talks about those particular people. Chapter 3, verse 13, it says, You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord, but you say, What do you mean? What have we said against you? You have said, What's the use of serving God? What have we gained by obeying his commands or trying to show the Lord of heaven's armies that we're sorry for our sins? From now on, we will call the arrogant blessed, and those who do evil get rich. And those who uh, dare God to punish them suffer no harm. You know, I've kind of come to the conclusion that one of the reasons that uh, people don't get involved is because they just don't see God in their daily life. I was teaching a uh, Bible study, and uh, I threw out a challenge don't even remember what I was studying, what the lesson was, but it, I threw out the challenge that sometime this week, preferably on the day of the Bible study, the next week, 
uh, come back and tell something you saw God do in your life this week. This class run uh, between 12, 15 people. And uh, I don't know how many were there on that next week. But when I asked for the show of hands, not one hand went up. Not one person had anything to share about seeing God in their life during the week. And I got a little little probably over frustrated at all this because one woman finally sneaked her hand up and and I said, Oh good, somebody's gonna share. I said, What would you share? She says, Well, I think and I said, Stop right there. If you have to think about it, you didn't see God's work hand on your job. Yes. Because when you see God at work in your life, you know it. Mm. So don't even share that. I cut a little flack over that, but <laughs> but it was a point. You should be able to see God doing things in your life every day. And I think part of what discourages people or why they don't get involved is because they just don't see God at work in their lives. Yes. And, uh, and it's just like it says here. We don't see anything happening. So why should we get involved in service? And, and that comes out in a couple of different ways. You know, um, you hear the excuse, well, my kid's in sports. Your kid plays uh, Little League. Okay, and what do you do when Little League's not going on? Absolutely. You know, so there are excuses. You can punch holes in, in their excuses um, in a lot of cases, most cases. But I think that's why people don't get involved is because they just don't see God doing anything in their life. And, you know, all you got to do is look around. Right. I mean, there are so many things going on that, that uh, you know, it, it, one scripture says pay, pray continually. Well, if you're looking at God around and the things that he does, you're going to be saying thank you, God, all day long. Absolutely. And and so that's why I think there's a, 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 a disconnect on people in ministry. You know, Ed, I was going to ask you, there might be someone out there who's thinking, you know, I really want to uh, serve, you know, serve God, and but... How do I go about doing it? What would you say? What would you say to them or her, him or her about that? You know, churches have all kinds of of opportunities, um, depending on the size of the church. Smaller churches, you might go to the pastor. Larger churches, you find out who is in charge of ministries and find out what's available and get involved. Now, there is a church in town. I I like their mode because when they see a new person come in the church, they go up and they ask them. What ministry would you like you like to be a part of? <laughs> so they don't give them a lot of option. I think that's great, but uh, but there's there's always someone in charge of ministries. In our church, we had a uh, we had uh, uh, ministries, and it was divided both by uh, local ministries and foreign ministries. Foreign meaning, you know, you went somewhere and stayed. It wasn't necessarily to a foreign country, but. We worked in the Navajo Reservation a lot, and that was considered a foreign because we, we had to leave town, stay there for uh, three or four days or a week. Um, and and uh, But there's somebody in charge of ministries, and you find out who that is, read your bulletin. A lot of times they'll have the pastors listed in the back and uh, phone numbers and contact numbers. Uh, almost all churches have an information desk when you leave. Go up and ask him who you see. I want to get involved with ministry. Who do I go see? Okay. Uh, but you have to step forward. And unfortunately, 
especially in the bigger churches, they don't come out looking for you. You know, um, you'll have some say, you know what, that's just, um, I, I wasn't called to go out and to preach or to serve like that. Would, do you believe that we all are called to serve? I and, believe we're all called to serve. God doesn't save you to sit in a pew. He saves you to go to work. Um, and so I think everybody is called to something. Um, there's, there's, you know, you have special events at a church. Maybe God only called you to go help that event, put chairs away, put chairs up, uh, you know, just clean up afterwards. But there's always ministry in a church. And, uh, like I say, depending on, on the ministry, on just how exactly you get involved, but, um, just find what, find things you can do. And, and there's always, like I say, when you're in a church, there's always something to do. Amen on that. I, I love that. Thank you, Ed. I really appreciate yeah. you saying can I, that. I can I mean, finish yeah, up? Yeah, though? you sure can. I just, <laughs> okay. just want to know. Because I don't want to leave this on such a negative attitude, negative thing of people not serving. But here's what it goes on to say, the next verse. Um, says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other, and the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. Mm. And so those who serve, they, their, their services will go out on this uh, scroll of memory. And um, so, you know, you may think that every, the, the, the uh, evil are getting rich and the, and, and the, those who are sinning are not getting punished, but the time will come when all that balances out. And you just have to trust God, do what he's called you to do, and just not worry about other people. You could encourage them to get involved, but don't uh, don't sweat blood and tears over because somebody's not involved in ministry. It's God's job to call them. Uh, so. Absolutely. No, that, I love that. I love that finish up there, Ed. Um, you know, it, that is so true. I know that in um, Romans uh, 10, 15, um, it definitely states that um, here I can get that for you. It says, how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. I, you know, I have to totally agree with that because it's when we're out there and we're helping people. Um, just this week, uh, we had a, a a young lady who's 29 years old, and she was out on the street, and we stuck her in a hotel. And um, she was calling up, and she and she, and I was talking with her, and she goes, "I want to read my Bible. Where do I start?" And you know, um, there's a couple of uh, places where I really wanted her to start at, and I asked her. I said, "Well, you know what? Why don't we just go ahead and start off in Romans eight, and chapter eight there, and read through that, and get a little bit of love right there, and because I want you to understand how much God loves you, and because you know a lot of people don't realize how much God loves them because they what they've done in their life, and so I asked her. I said, "Why don't you start there, and then we'll go over to John, the book of John." Um, but you know what? This is the thing about, you know, serving with people. You get to see how well they start doing in their life. Yes. And it gives you joy. And, you know, it's just being obedient and letting God um, work in your life that you can work in others' lives. And, um, and you know, we get to see that um, every week. You know, we're out there 
serving at the homeless, you know, outreach, and we're doing that. And then during the week, we're working with people, um, you know, we're working with the public defenders in the courts and helping people um, in that aspect. Uh, but it's 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 a joy. I I love it, Ed. I I just I had to take a second back and think about that because I'm glad that I obeyed God. Because if yes. I didn't obey him and went out and started well, uh, starting the ministry and doing this, look at all the lives that we would have missed out on mm-hmm. and not have been helped. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I, first of all, I like Romans one, uh, Romans 8 because that is an encouragement to a new person. Therefore, there's no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Absolutely. So you get a boost just by starting reading verse 1 or uh, verse 8 or chapter 8, I mean. But um, you asked me a question. What was the question? <laughs> uh, you know, I was just saying, you know, um, what what is the things that you would like to share? Like what when you're serving God to the people out there on the radio, the you know, mm-hmm. uh, what you get back from sharing with others? Well, I, I, uh, I have to share the, the first time I went and uh, did visitation because I, it's it's something that kind of hits me every time I go do a hospital visitation. The first time I went to do a visitation, I went in and talked to the man and prayed with him. And when I left, boy, I was on cloud nine. My feet weren't even touching the ground. And I kept thinking, this is wrong. I went to encourage him. Why am I feeling so good? And and that's the way God rewards you. He, he uh, lets you enjoy their uh, lifting up, their encouragement. So when you encourage others, you get encouraged with well, which I think is what the the beatitudes if I in there, but absolutely, but uh, and 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 it's and it doesn't end with just the first time. Um, for instance, we go out there and work with the people on Saturday. We uh, well, let's take like this woman that you just we just put into a hotel. You know, it's uh, it's exciting to think that what she was going back to could have been very dangerous for her mm-hmm. and we were able to to help her get away from that situation and i think you've offered some suggestions of, of where she can go in the future uh so it's it's exciting to see people get their lives changed to get out of a dangerous situation they're in and get involved into uh something that's going to be protecting them and and especially when they start wanting to wanting to read scripture Absolutely. And that's what it was about. You know, here we got to help her get off the streets and into a hotel. But in the same token is, you know, we're we're giving her the scriptures. We're giving her the message and the message is with the God. And, you know, and let her know that God loves her no matter what she's been through. Or, or t- I was going to say, I loved it this last Saturday. Did you see Cowboy out there yeah. and what he was yeah. doing now? Would you like to tell them what they were doing yeah, out there? Yeah, they, uh, we were kind of, I think this is what you're talking about, they were kind of closing up. And Cowboy's been been out there for a long time, and he's he's been coming to church and doing some some things. And I'd like to go into his background, but I don't think it's really <laughs> a good thing to do right now. Um, but he's, as he was walking away and these homeless people were coming by me and say, Hey, you want some prayer? You want some prayer? And he was directing these people over to us to, to pray for him. And 
it may not sound like much in a story, but if you knew his background and you knew where, where he came, came from, from yes. and and uh, how long we've been working with him, that was a that was mind-boggling to see him sending people over to pray. Now he didn't pray, but he was sending them over. He knew they needed it. Yeah. And you know, he um, always sent me over pretty much every morning texts in the Bible and what he read across and what stuck out to him. So it, this is, you know, uh, totally amazing when you get a man who was ra- raised pretty rough on the streets and then, you know, and what he's gone through and then you see how the Lord's using him in a way that, you know, he's going around and grabbing people and bringing them over and saying, here, you need some prayer over here and lean them over to us. It's, it, that's where I sit back and I think, you know, God, you're, you're such an awesome God. I'm so glad that we're out here serving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. When you see people's lives change, you know that you're having an influence on people. Um, interesting thing is him being in the street, they all know him. Yes, sir. And, uh, and they, res- I don't know whether you'd call it respect or fear, but <laughs> they either respect or fear him. So when you have somebody like that that's going around to these people and telling them to go get prayer, uh, what a huge impact it has on the others out there as well, you know, to see his life change like that. Yes, and he, uh, he's coming to church, and he's listening to the message, and you can actually see God. I can remember from the very first day we met him, until he what he's like now and how much God has turned his life around and and, and, and what he is doing. It's to me what a reward that is to see that. And you know, and it's just being faithful by going out and serving God. It's you know, um every there's there is so many ministries folks out there for you to join in the church and um and you know when you start when you start working with people and you're serving God like that, God's going to show you and give you those little rewards. Yeah. Yeah. John, John's a good, or uh cowboy's a good example um, of somebody that changes. Um, and uh, just, and just some of the things that we've had at last, not last Sunday, Sunday before last, we had two homeless people that came in yeah. and uh, went down to the altar uh, they had an altar call at the end of service. They went down to the altar. The pastor went over and prayed for them. Yes, he did. And he said they were both just tears just running. So, you know, those are the those are what makes all this worthwhile. Absolutely. You know, I, I seen them go down there, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go down, and I just sat back in the thing, and I seen the, uh, the senior pastor going down there, and he was going to pray for them, and I knew they were going to get the prayer. And, and just to see that from them being out there, turning over their lives over to the Lord. And yeah. the one gentleman is doing very well now. Him and his daughter were living on the streets, and um, and now they're into a hotel, and they're getting the help they're needed, and that hopefully the uh, a program called the Rapid Housing Program, they'll get into that and get their place. So um, that was uh, one of them. And, you know, the other gentleman, he he's, he's deaf, or, or, you know, um, and yeah. – and for him to go down there, God had the spirit to touch at him. And you start to think of things like this and you start seeing them. It's just overwhelming to me. It, yeah. It's a reward. Yeah. He is deaf, but he does hear. I finally figured out. Uh, my granddaughter is deaf, and I used to do sign language. That was 20 years ago, so I've I've forgotten all of it. But, but uh, he's kind of taken with me, so we have our conversations. But... Um, 
he started to walk away, and I hollered at him, and he turned around. So he has some hearing, but he comes to church and sits there and listens um, listens to the pastor preach. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I know he's got some probably pretty pretty serious deafness is because of the way he talks. You know, they they sure. they talk the way they hear. So sometimes it's uh, I don't know. I like to call it the nasally type talking. So I I know he's pretty deaf, yes. but he does hear. I found out. You know, uh, and and Sherry, we have a girl named Sherry out there too. She's doing really really well too. Um, she we um she got into a place too, um, and now she's getting ready to do a trans um through HUD. My understanding is. And they're getting her a place. So here are these, um, and they all give the credit to God. And, 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 you know, and that's where they, they said, you know, um, I thank God for doing what he's been doing in my life because I have seen the difference from not having God and then having God. And, so, you know, it's not that saying that we're rubbing God is a genie and saying he's going to do all great things. But they, God has changed their lives in a dramatic way out there that they are so thankful for him. Right. And, you know, and when I hear of the, I, I, I got a, a text message the other day um, from a girl who's homeless out there, and um, she was telling me that her heart went out for this other lady. And she said that um, this lady had a child. It was a young kid. And, um, and she seen her the next day, and the lady didn't have her child. So she went up and asked her, and the child, uh, she gave her child over to the protective services, mm-hmm. to, you know, because she couldn't take care of her well in there. Yeah. And it broke her heart. And here I had a girl who had so much compassion for the lady with this child than what her own circumstances was is just as bad. And here she wanted to help in any way she could. And... um and 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 there's the evidence of God again working in someone's life that they um are going they have they have it worse of the worst for themselves, but yet they have the humbleness and the love for the other one for they have a lot worse than they think they do mm-hmm. and and that's where you get to see God yeah. in action and that kind of takes us back to where I started yes it these does. people are seeing God active in their life and and they're getting involved. I think Cowboy trying to get people over there so we could pray for him is he has seen God do things in his life, and it's he's finally convinced that God is real and he needs to serve him. And it's just like these others that begin to see their need for God, begin to see their, their uh, need of sharing, that they've seen God active in their life. And it well, I'm not going to go into it. No, no, I, I was we, thinking. <laughs> no, we, we, I understand exactly. And, yeah. and, you know, folks, we're just giving you uh, some examples. And there's uh, many, many more that we can tell you about. But um, if you're not serving God in a matter of, you know, being a messenger for him and telling them the good news about Christ and what he stands for, I, I'm, you're missing out. You're actually hurting yourselves because there's so much, there's so many rewards that, uh, I tell you, when I think that, that I start having a bad day, my days ain't nothing compared to others. Yeah. So, you know, it makes you humble in that respect. But God will open up your world and show you um, 
things that you never thought that you would ever be doing. And I can testify by that because he has done it for me. And the thing is about it, all it takes is a, a word that God said to me a while back ago. And it wasn't an audible voice or nothing like that. But he said, you get up and go and let me worry about the rest. So, folks, um, just go out there, serve the Lord with all your heart, and just let, and let him show you what, um, what he can do. This is another thing that God can do that besides just going to church, and that's your yeah, head. That's you, true. You know our time's coming to an end, and I just want to reach out and thank our sponsors. I'd like to tell Goodwill, um, thank you, Anna, and thank you. I appreciate all what you do for us for providing clothes out there for the homeless. And I would like to tell Javier and his family from um, Sombreros, thank you for all what you do. Um, also, I'd like to reach out to um, Stephen Forsythe from the Elko and Wesleyan Church and tell him thank you for helping us with our outreach program. And um, and then they're going to help us do the Thanksgiving dinner, so mm-hmm. which is going to be really great uh, for uh, for us to be out there serving with them and um, for Thanksgiving. And I want to thank Skyline for them helping us out too with the homeless outreach. So Ed, I just, you got anything you'd like to end up saying to the very end here? Uh, no, I think, I think we've covered pretty good on the, on the, the, uh, serving. I just hope it gets through to people that they, they realize the, the blessings you get from serving. Uh, Amen. just, just open your heart to God, let him lead you and guide you. And you don't, it's don't have to sweat the little stuff because God takes care of all that stuff. Absolutely. You can also help us out if you like to at Cornerstone Transitional Housing dot uh, org. If you like to donate, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. So it is a tax deductible. If you like to donate through that, you can or you can give us a call at 619-715-6915. Again, that number is 69. 69- 619, excuse me, 715-6915. Well, folks, I thank you. I pray that God will touch you in a special way. And please go out and be a service for the Lord. And good night, and God bless all of you. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.